Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Roseborough. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying and doing in the name of God to the Word of God. So uh, we've been warning people about Catherine Crick for a while. And in light of the episode that we just did on TB Joshua and the... Um, <clears throat> and the fall of TB Joshua put out by the BBC, those th that three-part episode. You need to watch that if you haven't watched it, by the way. Uh, we're going to head on over to Southern California to Fivefold Church and uh, take a look at one of the creepier practices that I've ever seen take place in a place calling itself a Christian church. And it can only be described as the idolatrous worship of the false apostle, Catherine Crick. That's right, Catherine Crick is a false apostle. Make no mistake about it. She was not sent by Jesus. She's not sent by God. She is a false apostle, a deceitful worker, masquerading as an actual worker of Jesus Christ. And uh, the proof is not only in her Bible twisting and her false prophecies. Uh, if you haven't seen my official response to her, a prophecy claiming that I have to pass the baton to her, uh, take a look at that as well. <clears throat> yeah, I ain't passing no batons over to her. But uh, we're going to note here, we're going to look at something really strange. The context is, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, it was Catherine Crick's birthday. And the people at Fivefold Church are bowing in worship to her as they give her birthday presents. And they're calling her Mama. I, I am not making that up. We'll do a little biblical work along the way. Uh, buckle up, tinfoil hats, bendy straws, and duct tape are going to be helpful for this installment of Fighting for the Faith, just saying. Uh, so we've whirled up the desktop, and uh, let's head over to Fivefold Church. we got three salient examples, and I wanted you to see them in context. It's Catherine Crick's birthday. They're going to give her presents. I don't have any problem with congregants giving their pastors presents on their birthdays or things like that or singing, ha singing happy birthday to them. That's not the problem. The problem is something else, and I want you to watch where the focus of the people of Fivefold Church is at. It isn't on Christ, it's on Catherine Crick. And the, the, the honorifics for her actually are contrary to Scripture. We'll take a look at that. Here we go. We want to honor this amazing apostle. So this woman speaking is a woman on her worship team. An amazing apostle, Mama, the apostle of this generation, and we love Mama. Oh, Mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. What on earth, Mama? What do you think they would call my church if the people at Kongsvinger started calling me Papa? Yeah, that's what. That's weird because Chair uh, uh, Davies, uh, her, her, her prophet. People call him Papa. Uh, TB Joshua, they called him Papa too. And Daddy. And just. All right, let me continue. Love you so much. We just want to honor you and wish you happy birthday. First, we should sing happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, so it's she's 33. You know. Happy birthday to you. Not a problem with birthdays, you know, celebration. That's not a problem. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear mama. 
oh man, I am going to have to clean my ears out and wash my eyes out after this episode of Fighting for the Faith. I am creeped out beyond all reason. Is it any wonder that we call her cult leader Barbie? They do you. We love you so much, Mama. Happy early birthday. It is such an honor to serve you. Everyone can sit down. <laughs> it is such an honor to serve you. I honor you as your spiritual daughter. I love you and you're my favorite. You're my favorite person. <laughs> I love you. And I know that this new year, your 33rd year is gonna be. The emphasis is on the wrong syllable. In Christ Church, we serve Christ. Um, yeah, and pastors are supposed to be the servants of the church. Why are you people talking about serving her? The most amazing year of your life. <laughs> it's going to be so powerful, and I cannot wait to see what God is going to do. I cannot wait to see him give your heart's desires. That is my desire, to see every single one of your desires come to pass. Even the ones that you've hidden away and that you sacrificed for God's plans and his timing. I want them all to come to pass. And I cannot wait to witness every single one. I love you. I love you. And this is going to be such an amazing year. And I love you. <laughs> There's like no other word. She is literally my most favorite person. You are everything to me. You're my spiritual mom. You're my David. <laughs> You're my best friend. You are everything. And I honor you. You're my David? I love you so much. And Happy birthday, Mama. And so if everyone colors. Oh, <laughs> All right, here it comes. Here comes the really bad part. <laughs> okay, well, everyone's, well, you guys can come closer. They're really far away. I love you, Mama. I here we go. <laughs> she now. What on earth is that? What on earth is that? She's just gotten on the ground and, uh, and is bowed down to Mama Apostle Catherine Crick. What on earth? Yeah, let, let, just, just watch the move here. It just, it's, it's unbelievable. Closer. They're really far away. I love you, Mama. I bless you. <laughs> um, okay. And she's not the only one. Let's. Hi, Mama. <laughs> I just want to honor you, and I just thank Jesus so much for your life. You have such a pure, precious heart, and if it wasn't for your obedience to the call, that <sighs> yeah. Again, the the these these people are legitimately worshiping Catherine Crick as if she is the savior. What on earth? God gave you on your life. I know I wouldn't be here today and I wouldn't have been set free. And I just am so grateful for you. And I'm just so thankful to be planted here. I've seen my heart molded and just more Christ-like and even him doing things in my family that I'm just so thankful. And 5F is such a blessing. <laughs> thank you. And you are such a blessing as well. So thank you, Mama. I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Uh, ah. All right, let's do a little biblical work here. Um, you'll note that Peter, you know, he walked on water. 
Uh, you know, not because he had great faith, because he doubted it was Christ. Uh, Peter, who denied Christ three times, who was restored to the apostolic office by Christ himself. Uh, Peter, who was uh, an apostle, who was martyred for the Christian faith, but he was truly an apostle of Jesus Christ. It says so in his epistles. Um, let's see if he allowed people to, you know, uh, get down and bow down and worship him kind of stuff and thingies. Uh, Acts chapter 10. What's the point in being a biblical text if we can't do a little learning along the way? Uh, at, at Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all of his household, gave alms generously to the people, prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius, and he stared at him in terror. And he said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon, who's called Peter. He's lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. And when the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Now the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. And he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice from him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, by no means, Lord, I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him a second time. What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. You rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one that you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And he said, Cornelius the centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to, his, uh, to be his guests. The next day he rose and went away with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. And on the following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and his close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. Okay. Cornelius. Upon seeing the Apostle Peter, falls down on his feet to worship, to honor Peter. And does Peter go, yes, my child, thank you, thank you, thank you, just call me Papa. Uh, no, but Peter lifted him up saying, stand up, I too am a man. Peter. 
Peter didn't receive this. What is this woman doing receiving this? People getting down on their knees to honor her. This is this 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 is not what Peter accepted. Again, Peter entered Cornelius. Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet to worship him, but Peter lifted him up and said, Stand up. I too am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked then why you sent for me. Cornelius said, four days ago, about this hour, I was praying in my house And at the ninth hour, behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He's lodging in a house of Simon and the tanner by the sea. So I sent for you at once and you have been kind enough to come. Now, therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. So Peter opened his mouth and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right and is acceptable to him, as far as the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is the Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all of Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who have been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, to Jesus, all the prophets bear witness." that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of his sins through his name. Beautiful preaching of the gospel. And while Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. They declared, and Peter then declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked him to remain for some days. Great text, but you'll note that the apostle Peter, true apostle, wouldn't receive anything like that from Cornelius. There's another fellow, by the way, in the in the Bible. It's a it's an angel, uh, one of the 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 angel who was showing the apostle John through the vision of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 22, verse eight, it says, "I, John, I'm the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, "You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you." And your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of his of this book, you worship God. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's give, give get another example here. 
So, yeah, people worshiping Apostle Catherine Crick on her birthday. I wanted to say how thankful uh, I am uh, to be serving you, and I'm so thankful for uh, God just calling me in to, to serve you. I never saw myself as a man that uh, could ever You serve Catherine Crick? What? I, I serve the church as a pastor. You serve Catherine Crick? I serve God, and um, I didn't know that my heart could be transformed like this. I didn't know I could love like this and be so kind. And, um, I know it's because you've gone the way before me, and I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for all the ways that you've gone uh, the way before me. And I'm so thankful to be serving you, and, and I honor you uh, as my leader, my spiritual mom, and a true fivefold minister of God. Heartbreaking. In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His spirit was troubled. We'll go to chapter 3, actually, because that's the follow through. Here we go. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits, its breadth 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And then the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshiped the golden image the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, may you live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, they pay no attention to you, and they do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately cast into the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, who, whom we serve, is able to deliver us 
from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated, and he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace was overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. You'll note, true believers in the one true God would never bow down to an idol, even if that idol was a living idol. The apostle Peter refused that move. The angel that showed John the, you know, the, the visions of Revelation refused that move. This woman is an idol. These people are doing something that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to do and were willing to lose their life for. So they, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. And then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? And they answered and said to the king, Oh, true, O king. And he answered, he said, But I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Jesus himself showed up to deliver Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's who was in the furnace with them that day. Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace, and he declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire, and the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw that the fire had not any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed. No smell of fire had come upon them. And Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except for their own god. Therefore, I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Catherine Crick is a false apostle who's accepting worship from her followers that only goes to God. If this is not a demonstration and proof that this woman is evil and legitimately rightly called cult leader Barbie, then I don't know what does. I mean, this is beyond the pale. If anybody who listens to this woman and finds themselves in the fires of hell at the end of their life, it's on them. 
because they do not know their Bibles well enough to know that this is not how we treat any leader in the body of Christ, except for Jesus himself. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. But at the name of Catherine Crick, nobody's supposed to bow. Not even people bow. People wouldn't even let people bow to him. Who is this woman, this wicked, wicked woman who is teaching these people this nonsense? Beware of Catherine Crick. She's leading you on the road to hell. Hopefully you found this helpful. If so, all the information on how you can share the video is down below. And until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ and his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen.